everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Diverse Podcast. My name is Toby and I'm the founder of Diverse and we help underrepresented young people get hired. And today I am having a chat with MK, who is the senior people partner at Unidays um, and a genius when it comes to helping you finding your way and becoming comfortable being yourself at work. And uh, we're going to have a really, really important chat today about about exactly that. Uh, we talk a lot about you know finding and getting jobs, but you know a lot of you now, thankfully, you've got roles with with our employers and some of the employers that we work with, and you know you're asking lots of questions about. Hold on, Toby. What do I do now? What do I do now? I've got the job. So uh, MK is going to give us a hand with that. So MK, why don't you say hello to uh, everyone listening at home? Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for having me, Toby. I'm very excited to get into this. Awesome, awesome. So let's dive straight in then. So the first okay. thing that I'm hearing all the time is, you know, I've just I've just gone through, you know, just finished university. I've been through this rigorous application process. I finally got my, you know, my dream job. Um, and, you know, it's the one I really wanted. And I'm in a team full of amazing people. And I'm like, oh, wait, am I any good? Am I in the right place? You know, do I belong here? Am I even any good now at this job that I've sort of uh, I pitched for? So, you know, I'm just going to throw that over to you. What kind of uh, what comes to mind? What's your advice for someone going through that right now? My first piece of advice is that is completely normal. Um, I see it all the time. And even like, I think I'm about 10 years into my career now. And even when I start like a new job, I'm like, ah, like, how's the first week going to go? And I think the most important thing in all of this is to just take a step back and reflect on it all because I think what tends to happen is you're so excited when you've got this new job because it's great and everyone puts so much pressure on themselves that like you need to be a star from day one and you are doing a great job but your job when you're first in the company in like your first three months is just to be there to learn and some of the things that you're gonna do in your career that you don't even know how to do yet and that's fine because there isn't that expectation on you and I think, yeah, a lot of it is just trying to think about, and this is where it comes from, hopefully having good onboarding as well, is having really clear set goals of what you do need to do, as opposed to like, I think a lot of the time you can end up benchmarking yourself about someone who's been doing the same role like three years ahead of you. And you're like looking at them being like, ah, am I the same as you? But you just need to think about you got hired because you're great you are going to do great things, but don't rush to the finish line, like take it as a learning experience as you go, because I think all of us feel like a fish out of water sometimes, or you kind of feel like you're a bit of a fraud and you're not, you're going to do great things. Just be kind to yourself and give it time. Absolutely. And you mentioned that example when we chatted before about like, you know, when you're on a graduate scheme and there's obviously the grads from the year before and one of them does a presentation usually, and they've probably been there by the time you've joined, they might have been there a year and you obviously naturally just like compare yourself to them. And you just think, oh, I don't know if I, I could do that. And, you know, you kind of get a little bit nervous about that. But I think one of the points you've, you've made, which I think is so important, is like the first few months, at least, especially on like a placement, a graduate scheme, an internship where it's kind of like, you know, you're not expected to deliver from day one. I think the thing that I've learned is I'm going to be really selfish with that with those first few months because I'm. I'm there to like learn like my, about the company, you know, the teams, you know, I should be like spending time having chats with, you know, coffee chats. My day is yeah. just full of coffee chats, do you know what I mean? Just so I can learn how the business works. And like, you should really enjoy that time when you can just learn. Um, yeah. And as you say, not compare yourself 
to someone who's like a year ahead of you because I think sometimes you surprise yourself in terms of how much you'll improve in a year you know what I mean for sure and I think like in the example of someone who's a year ahead of you what you don't see is everything they did to that point because you might be watching their seventh presentation but in their first one they were probably as nervous as you'll be the first time you do your presentation and I think sometimes you know I think some of it's kind of to do with online culture as well a bit of like you know we all want to put our best selves forward and we don't always see the journey that everyone else does or like the preparation work that other people do before a presentation and stuff like that and I think it then ends with us being really hard on ourselves um and I totally agree around like just take that time to enjoy it because how often do you get to be new and ask loads of questions and there isn't that same expectation in terms of like I need you to be delivering everything immediately like enjoy that time and ask lots of questions and I think one of the things that's really helped me over time is just having like two or three set questions that I normally tend to ask people in my first few weeks or my first few months in the business which is kind of what do you wish you'd done more of in your first 90 days? Um, because I think that's always a good thing to hear from other people of like, a lot of the time you'll hear an answer of, I got too stuck into things and I didn't ask enough questions. And hopefully it gives you that permission to actually take the time. And then the other thing is I always ask them to share something about a project that they've worked on over the last 12 months that they've really enjoyed, because I think it then gives you kind of an insight into lots of different ways of working and lots of different things that people are doing. And so I think one tip I would have is just prepare like maybe the same two or three questions to ask different people because you'll get a whole range of answers. But at least then you feel confident because you've you've got your two questions in your back pocket interesting and well let's have a go answering some of those so first 90 days I'll, I'll guess I'll go first I think when I was on um, kind of doing my first first role after uni I guess at BT Sport I think I probably I think you end up overcompensating a little bit and we're going to talk about sort of um fitting in and all that kind of thing later on but I know I used to kind of and it goes back to what we said earlier you kind of come in and you think you know you've been through this massive journey you've you've really solved yourself in the interview process and you know you've been to you know especially for graduate schemes and stuff these big events where you know they're talking about all the fantastic things they do you get really excited and you're just like I want to be the best you know person they've ever hired and so I ended up I think just working a bit too like you know longer hours and just like sticking around even though I didn't really need to and those kind of things and I thought I had to at the time but I think just looking back now actually and I, I probably work you know and work quick, uh, sooner now than I did back then to be honest um and yeah I think sometimes there's a bit of a culture of oh who's staying late to kind of look good and oh you know a director might have their eye on you because of that which I think is a bit a bit negative so I that was probably the mistake I used to make and then the other one um which is similar is being in meetings and feeling like I really need to say something you know? Oh my gosh, yes, all the time. I hate silence. I cannot deal <laughs> with silence. So I always feel like if I don't add something in, is everyone just going to think I've got no ideas and I'm terrible? Exactly, yeah. exactly that, exactly that. And you think, um, oh, and I don't know, I get a little bit like nervous, like, damn, I haven't said anything in a long time, like my throat's going to be getting dry, like, <laughs> I need to say something just to make sure. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But again, like, it's okay, you know. I think you could be in a meeting and not say anything that's absolutely fine or you can just ask a question um th those are some of mine but yeah I'd love to hear any of yours as well I think like if I think 
way back to like nine or so years ago when I was probably in my first proper job after graduating. I think the thing kind of similar to what you were saying is I just spent so long trying to make everything perfect. I was so scared that if I did something that wasn't the most amazing piece of work that anyone's ever seen, they're going to be like, oh, you're not who we thought we hired. Um, And I think now what I've realised over time, and I think it's a benefit of being in like an HR role is I get to see how every single different like person works, like really, really interesting, like for me anyway. Um, And I think what I've learned is you can produce a piece of work that you think is perfect. Someone else isn't always going to think it's perfect. And the best way to work is to work out like, what does the whole group want to achieve out of things? Like, how are you going to make compromises and stuff like that and actually focus on getting it done as opposed to it being perfect? Um, Like, I went on a course recently um, all about stuff about Agile and they were like, perfect is the enemy of progress. And as someone who is not a perfectionist, I now just keep using that phrase all the time because it makes me feel better because I'm like, I'm doing progress. It doesn't need to be perfect. Um, But I'd say that was my biggest one. And I think the other one as well was just being scared to talk. Like I would feel so nervous if I was in a room with really senior people and like my throat would catch and I'd feel like, you know, like like if you had to like read an assembly at school, I felt really like, oh, and I think you get used to talking over time and you put less pressure on yourself um, and it seems less daunting. And I, I just... I wish I could go back 10 years and be like, the stuff you're worried about now doesn't matter and you're going to be fine. But I think when you're in your first role, you kind of psych yourself out a lot sometimes. Definitely. And that's such a good one as well. The sort of fear around talking to like senior people and directors and things like that. And you end up, I think for me, oh yeah, I used to get nervous doing that definitely. And then after a while, I realised actually they're just normal people for one you know normal-ish kind of yeah like they all have like you know stuff they do in the evenings and weekends like I kind I think I kind of thought they were like like how I'd feel if I was like meeting like I don't know a celebrity and I'm like oh my god um but I, I agree and I think like you just get used to being able to talk to different groups of people and I think the most important thing that you can learn is just like how to get your point across well and how to make sure that you're listened to yeah and I think if you just sort of chill out a little bit then you tend to make a much better impression anyway, you know, when you're trying to be overly, you know, I don't know, corporate or safe or whatever, you know, sometimes obviously you have to be very respectful to, to everyone. But like, I don't know, I found out when I was a little bit more casual, talking about, about you know, the weekends or football or travel or whatever, you know, just get on a little bit better and then you find it easier to talk to them. Yeah. And then you have that connection point with them where you might find that you both have like a similar interest or a similar hobby. So like mine would always be about like travel or food or something. And, you know, if like previously when we were in offices, a lot would be like, oh, which market store is the best for food? And you'd find like a kind of bonding through that, which I find so much easier to do than kind of trying to be like all corporate and stiff and like, oh, let me tell you a bit more about me. Like it feels, it doesn't feel natural. And I think that's another thing that I would say to people is, work out like how you want to be and like who you are and don't feel like you have to replicate other people because I think a lot of the time you kind of feel like you have to be a certain way or like speak a certain way to like really fit in somewhere but you shouldn't feel like that because I think if you try and force it then it's harder on yourself whereas if you're just you it makes things a lot easier you're not having to think about everything so much 
Yeah, well, well, just I guess as a, a good segue, let's talk a little bit about the sort of um, the diversity piece then, and because uh, we had a little bit of a chat about this, and obviously yeah. it's poignant for our network because a lot of people are going to be going into a business and they might be moving into a team where you know it's not incredibly diverse. That's that's very possible. And for me, the first team that I was in, yeah, I was the only um, only black person in my team, and that kind of yeah, or well, I can talk, share a little bit about that, but. I think you had some really, really good uh, thoughts on this. So I just wanted to throw that over to you because I think a lot of people are kind of, yeah, moving into a new environment. And when you're new to the workforce and the company and you're the only person from your particular demographic, that's kind of kind of uh, weighing your mind a bit. Yeah, I agree. And I think like, you know, like for me, I, I'd say this has happened to me once where like I was in um, and all male um, team where everyone was at least like double my age but I'm aware like obviously you know like there's so many different like ways that this can happen for people but um, and I acknowledge like for me it's very different for like other people but I think like the main things to think about are just look around for other people who can be a support for you and who can be a champion for you like it may be that you know I remember once working somewhere and I felt so out of place and I um, then ended up just randomly speaking to someone in the corridor. We became such good friends and that made me feel like I belonged. And so look for where you feel like you belong. But on the flip side of it as well, like if you feel like you're out of place because you don't look like everyone else or anything like that, remember you're there for a reason. Your points are really valid and your voice should be heard as well. And don't ever like let that make you feel like you don't have like the same things to say as other people or like your voice also shouldn't be heard but I think like it's just about looking for people who champion you people who you'll support like kind of finding your own tribe within a business and finding those people that you kind of feel comfortable with to sort of ask like because you know there's all the things about like you have your working hours but it's all like the kind of under the surface stuff of like hey what do I do if I need to like leave early for a doctor's appointment or like hey how does this work if I don't agree with this and you need to find like the people that you feel comfortable asking that with um and then I think with that as well like a lot of companies like are investing in stuff like ERG groups at the moment and things like that and so like look to see like are there people in ERG groups local to you or in other offices that you can connect with and share your experience and if you've had an experience that hasn't been perfect like give that feedback to like I work in HR like I want to hear that feedback from people if if something's not working I need to know because I want to make sure that everyone is coming in we hired you because you're great and we want to make sure that you're in an environment where you can do your best work so I think yeah there's lots of different things that you can kind of think about but it is a difficult one for people because I think like you know you put so much pressure on yourself to be like I've got this job and I now need everything to be perfect right yeah definitely definitely no that's really interesting to hear your your perspective on that and uh yeah I think for me because because I I was you know the only one on the team of my you know my particular background I'm like ah I don't know I felt like a little bit of extra pressure like I'm representing uh, you know a whole whole race of people which is like completely ridiculous right I mean that's crazy but you know, that's kind of how I felt. So, um, because you just think, oh, well, sometimes your mind goes to that place of like, oh, are there some people who, you know, might think, 
oh, let's see how this goes with, with it, you know what I mean? You've got, which is, which is a, a negative thought to have, but that's kind of what I felt. And I thought, because of that, I'm going to need to work really hard. I'm going to need to be amazing so that they're going to want to hire lots of people from different backgrounds because I'm, I'm not from the same background. It's not just about race. Sometimes it could be about like schooling or, you know, socioeconomic, whatever it might be. Um, and I just look back and think, you know, that was probably pretty ridiculous. So. <laughs> But I like I think it's super valid because like I've got friends who have like said the same thing where they're like I basically feel sort of responsible for like I'm here representing like you know whichever demographic and if I mess up like does that mean that they view like everyone in the same demographic as me and I guess like the one thing that I'd be interested in is what what sort of changed your mind or what sort of put you at ease where you didn't feel then out of place. Um, I don't know. I think over time, well, I think bigger picture, I got a lot more comfortable because mm. over time you obviously you get better. Right. And you sort of uh, you're growing your in your role and you contribute more. And then you I think at that point you get a lot more comfortable not having to prove yourself at all, if that makes sense. So yeah. you kind of shift from, uh, oh, am I going to be any good? Because you kind of like, before you start working, you don't actually really, sometimes you don't really know the answer to that question in the context of the role that you're doing. So it's like, am I going to be any good at marketing? I think I am. I kind of like it. So am I going to be good? Yeah. And I think that's when I, maybe earlier on, that's when maybe I had a bit more of that feeling of, oh, I'm not sure if I'm going to be any good. I really want to be really good because of, you know, what we've just been talking about. But then over time, as I develop, as I realise, actually, I'm, delivering a lot here I'm really helping this business that that's kind of what made me a lot more comfortable and I don't know I'm, a, I'm kind of a competitive person so I kind of point to that I kind of like well I'm going to do really well and then I'll feel a bit better but um yeah that's just how my brain works I guess <laughs> no I, I think yeah. that makes sense. Like, I think you're right like when you first join anywhere like you kind of there's like there's two phases there's like you're in your proving part where you're like I have to show everyone I am the best graduate hire you've ever made and then you get into that point where you feel comfortable hopefully you've had feedback you've had goals you know what you're doing and then you go into like performing where instead you're sort of competitive against like am I doing everything in my role to the best of my ability? Like what's next for me? And you have like this different sort of mindset where you're focused on that as opposed to, I think sometimes in the first few months, it's very much like reflective on yourself about how, how, like, are you in the right place? But once you have all that and you're settled, it's very much like, okay, how do I do the best job possible? Yeah, 100%. And, and another thing that actually just come to my mind, and I definitely want to get some of your advice later on for me, for my uh, my team and my future team. Yeah. Um, but from my perspective, for new people that just joined, you know, my business, all I, I think would be amazing from day one is like basically give me feedback, you know, on like, um, yeah, do, do you like the way we're doing doing this? You know, this kind of marketing, do you think that would resonate with you? Because that's one thing you are an expert on, just like your opinion, you know what I mean? And just like, I don't know, I tried to just say, look, this is the way I'm doing things, but what do you think? And, you know, you can give your opinion or you can ask questions. You can just be like, Toby, is that the best way to to grow the network? Have we thought about this? Or, you know, what have you found works really well for your, your podcast? You know, just even just probing questions and opinions, I think, can be really, because then that gets me thinking and, and that really helps. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. I think it's like more collaboration. And also as someone that's new, 
don't be afraid if something doesn't make 100% sense to you to just challenge it in a way like you could bring a solution about have we ever thought about doing it this way or you could just ask the question like how comes we do it this way um because one thing from my perspective is I now feel super old because I'm a millennial and everything's about Gen Z now and companies are obsessed with Gen Z and they want to crack like how do Gen Z like want to do things like how do I get them to buy my products and so you are an expert in that like that is what you can bring to the table that other people cannot bring because I remember 10 years ago everything was like how do we appeal to millennials and now it's like nah we're all about Gen Z and so have that confidence that you know something that other people definitely do not know at the moment. 100%, yeah, so so key. People pay a lot of money to get, you know, insights from Gen Z, so definitely, yeah, lean on that. Um, another point that you raised was kind of about, like, strengths and figuring out your your strengths and what you are actually actually good at. And I want to sort of, sort of add into that mix of, like, there's also a bit of a balance between what you're good at, but actually what you want to be good at and what you actually like you know because sometimes it's like uh, I use marketing example a lot because I think it's a good one of like um, a lot of people really want to do it and they think they're good at it but they it might not be strength but you want to do it anyway so I don't know how you if that resonates at all but you know you, you just mentioned you know figuring out your strengths and what you're good at that's a topic that you think is really really important as well. I think it's so important to people because I feel like I, I see people do it a lot where Again, like not just people who are in their first job, but, you know, you come into a role and you're worried that you're not the best or, you know, you're a fraud and someone's going to figure you out and all this stuff. And people tend to really focus on wanting to be mass all rounders. And the way that I look at it is you have a job that you're being employed to do. And obviously you need to do the core functions of it. But how I guess I look at a workplace is I want to be able to utilize my strengths and then there's other things that I have to do within my job that I can do, but I don't really enjoy. And I think how I've managed to like get the most out of my work is just think really carefully about what do I actually enjoy doing? What am I good at? And then what are the other things that I, I need to do? And then what do I actually need to work on and one of the tools that I definitely recommend anyone trying if you haven't already is um, an online tool called 16 personalities um, which basically breaks down um, it's based on uh, psychometric testing I can't remember which one um, exactly but um, it just breaks down like how you might prefer to work like what sort of things they think give you energy and I found it quite accurate for me and I think when I like I always just try and really focus on building on my own strengths and I think people should be more comfortable in focusing on their strengths and if there's something that's a weakness if it's affecting your job yes of course you need to look at it but like say for me I have to do a lot of like policy work or something that involves a lot of detail and I hate detail and so I have to do it for my job and I now know to do it I need to like get myself in the right mindset I'm gonna like treat myself to a biscuit halfway through doing it and stuff like that and you work out a way to make it manageable but it doesn't mean that I have to like wake up tomorrow and be like I must love detail because I don't and that's okay as long as I can do it in my job it doesn't matter yeah definitely one one of the pieces of advice that I got earlier on which I thought was really good is that you kind of um 
if you really want to like go places you know you're better off like dialing up your strengths rather than trying to like brick up your weaknesses so the guy told me like you know you know if you took like five categories basically and two of them were your strengths you're better off making them like eight out of tens instead of six or sevens rather than like bringing a four up to a five because that script's going to give you like exponential benefits over time I I 100% agree because like say for example you're talking about marketing I know nothing about marketing basically and so like I can go and learn it but I'll probably only ever get it to a five whereas you're really great at it so you're already a 10 in it so why not just leave someone who's a 10 and enjoys it and I can like in the same way that I'm sure you don't have a burning desire to learn HR stuff like you can leave me to do that point of things because that's that's what I enjoy and that's what gives me like energy that's what like means I open my laptop in the morning and I'm like I'm gonna do this and I think we should focus on those things particularly given you know it's been a rough few years with the pandemic and like focus on those things that make you happy and the things that you're interested in like what sort of things like really do you see other people doing and you're like wow I'd love to learn more about like that tool or like I'd love to learn how they're doing like focus on that stuff that gives you energy and then work out the stuff that drains you how do you work around it or how do you get the best from it absolutely and one thing that's really important to all of this is um and that ties it all together is actually getting feedback because then you kind of know where you stand and you kind of start to know because sometimes and I kind of tried to make the point earlier but sometimes you want to be good at something and sometimes you are good at something so in order to uh, really decipher that at times you need to get feedback right so what's the best way for us to approach uh, you know getting feedback yeah so I would say I feel like feedback is a word I hear all the time everyone loves the word feedback so the first thing that I would do is just think about why do you want feedback like is there something kind of niggling in you that's like I I don't know where I stand at the moment or is there something that you just did a huge piece of work on and you want to know like how did it land with people so the first thing I would say is just think about the why then I would say think about how. So everyone likes feedback in different ways. Some people prefer written feedback. Some people would prefer to jump on a call. Like, so just think about how do you best digest information? So like for me, I want it on a call, whereas like other people would like to reflect and come back to it, whereas I'd just rather chat it out for half an hour. Um, Then what I would do is just think about the format of what you're asking. So say for example some people prefer to ask feedback with really open questions like what do you think I'm doing well what do you think I could be doing better other people prefer to be really specific like on this project um what's your feedback on it what do you like about it what what did you see me do that was good like what did you think that I could have worked more on how could I communicate it you more on it or like you could kind of go open or closed and then another way is sometimes people kind of send out questionnaires if you want to get super in depth but I would say just start thinking about the questions and then the last point is then once you have the feedback think about how you're going to work on it because good feedback should be actionable it should always be something that you can go away and come up with a plan about how you want to work on it so Say, for example, if there was some feedback around 
communication and they think that actually you're amazing at presenting and they want to give you more opportunities to do that but they need you to be more concise then work on a project where you can do that um those would be my top tips just think it through and also if it doesn't feel natural the first few times that you're doing it like that's completely normal um like feedback is something that some companies do really regularly it's something that some people seek really regularly and ultimately it will help you like improve in confidence the more that you can ask just make sure you're asking the questions you want answered and you're asking people who can give you that answer as well sorry that was a very long winded but yeah it wasn't no 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 it wasn't that was uh that was perfect and just a follow-up question is you must hear all the time uh, when people get you know negative feedback or feedback they just sort of like flat out disagree with so you know what do you say when someone comes to your office with, with that sort of message yeah so the best advice that I ever heard is respond not react so one of the main things that I learned about feedback is the reason that I don't like written feedback so much is I will read in between the lines of it and I'll kind of you know I'll have questions and then I'll sit on it and I'll think about it so to me it's easier to have it in the moment because if I get negative feedback I you know we're all human I kind of you know take a moment I think about it and then I will ask a question or I will respond to it and not react because I think a lot of the time when you get more negative feedback what can be really difficult is it ties really to like who you are and people can take it really personally. But a lot of the time, if you take the emotion out of it, it tends to be, or it should be if the feedback is given correctly, it should be about a situation or a task or something that was done as opposed to something that's intrinsically about you as a human being. Um, so I would always say like, try and strip the emotion out of it, assume positive intent with it. And then, I think the other side of it is like think about how how do you want to work on it like what it, do you think it's valid um, because if you have concerns about the feedback like maybe there's one or two other people you could be sense checking and asking in a slightly different way but the main thing I would say is don't let it knock your confidence like none of us are perfect I get feedback in my role about things that I need to be doing differently because things change all the time and I think the most important thing is to like not make it set you back on your journey of being confident and comfortable in your job because it's done with the intent of helping you and which is exactly what you need if you you know do want to do really well which leads to like you know pay rises promotions you know management responsibilities and things like that so you know if that if those are the things where you're questioning how do I get those things then you know asking for feedback and you know getting feedback that you don't want to hear is going to be way more valuable I, again I'm, I'm I'm pretty strange so I used to kind of like getting you know tell me what I need to do better like you know it's someone's yeah. just sort of giving you feedback good stuff it's like well what do I do with that you know so I um I, but it's just so helpful like my uh, my brother is also um kind of an entrepreneur as well so we kind of um you know our sounding boards for each other and yeah. uh he just after a while and I do a lot of obviously content on LinkedIn a lot of LinkedIn posts and he's kind of like yeah it's you know it's a post so yeah they're pretty good but you know you're giving some good information some good advice but you know are you really reaching enough people is it really cutting through and he was like I think you need to be a lot more personal you need to like you know 
talk about it from your perspective and like you know let people into your life a little bit more and and I was like oh I don't want to do that or you know is that going to work does he know what he's talking about you know and it's just like things like that like for him outside looking in it's obvious that that's what I want I needed to do and yeah. for me I'm, I'm kind of a bit like well I'm you're you're in the weeds of in this case creating the next post and so yeah. you don't sometimes look out at that and think oh how could this be better and then of course as you, as you can imagine you know I start doing that and you know I'm, I'm much better at it so it's kind of just like yeah, it's interesting isn't it to do that. yeah and uh, like it's so true because I think what's difficult in that is you're focused on like what you're writing next and you know it's coming from you whereas he's able to see an opportunity for you and so whilst the feedback ideally in that situation you're probably like I just want to hear like oh my god you're crushing it it's all going really well it's actually really helpful and I think this is another thing to think about is like have has the feedback you've been given is it actionable because you were able to action that and now you can look at it and be like like, I love your posts like I read them and I'm like oh that sounds like a really cool place to work or like I feel like I understand it and stuff like that and so it's worked and so therefore it was good feedback and I think that's another thing to consider is if you feel like you can't action it just go ask a few more questions absolutely absolutely so uh, yeah thank you Cole for that advice so uh, how about ways of working then ways Uh, of working what do you think so I think like again this probably comes from my role in that I see a huge spectrum of how people prefer to work and also like I've worked in different companies that all have very different ways of working like say for example in my last company there was no sort of set core hours and because we were so geographically dispersed everything was just done on slack everything was done in like notes in google docs um which I have now kind of learned is a bit of my preference um and so one of the things that I really recommend is like whether you're new to the working world or, um, you know, you've been in it for as long as I have, take some time to think about how do you actually enjoy working? So there's a few different things that you can think about. So how do you like to receive feedback is a huge one because you want it to be that you're able to action it and it's able to help you develop. Um, Another one is thinking about when is your time where you are best focused like say for example for me I tend to find in the mornings I prefer to have lots of meetings in the afternoon I prefer to try and focus on like projects that I need to get through and I'm kind of lucky in that most of the time I can schedule my time in that way um think about stuff like how do you like to communicate some people would like to jump on the phone my like friends outside of work always laugh because they know if they ring me on my mobile they will never I will never pick up I just hate phone calls like I will not pick up the phone um like I'm just like what's that me tell me what you want whereas like at work obviously I have to jump on calls but my preference would normally be like can you just slack me give me an overview and then I have time to reflect and I can come back to you and I think it's just worth thinking about all of these things because Although you may not be able to fully design how you want to work, if you think about like what your preference is for working, you can share that with your manager to be like, hey, for me to be getting the best out of something, it would be really helpful for me if we had more daily stand ups because I really enjoy interacting with the team or like 
I'm really finding that I need more time for projects. Do you think that we could have an hour on Wednesday mornings where we don't have meetings as a team? Like, and just use that to advocate for how you also like to work because I feel like post pandemic, we're all still trying to work out like, how do we like to work from home and things like that? And just take some time to reflect on when are you at your best and when you are at your best, what are you doing and what's the environment like? And then share that with your manager because they want to get the best out of you as well. For sure. And I think you mentioned one or two resources as well to find out which ways might be working well for you. So we can add those maybe into the description, but I don't know if you know them more off the top of your head. Uh, one of the ones that I recommend, I'm not sure if I ever say the company's name right, but um, Atlassian do some really good guides. In I'm obsessed with their content in general, but they have a really good user manual guide, um, which is basically like a reflection of how you would like to work across lots of different things. And you can just just have a look through and start thinking about how do you work best? Because we all like to work in completely different ways. And the the way a company works is we need to work out how as teams do we get you all to work your best in different ways together right yeah for sure for sure no that's that's really interesting we'll try to add that in the the, uh, the description at the bottom and even just like little things like you know just like whether you work well with a standing desk and just asking for a standing desk and like you're the only one who needs a standing desk but like it works what? for you little things I like that I used to have a standing, like, as you've just said that, I was like, oh, my God, I used to have a standing desk last time I was in an office. And now I now miss having a standing desk again. They were so good because, you know, you just get a bit more like moving around. And some people have like those desks with treadmills on the bottom and stuff like that. Like, and, you know, even things like how, I don't know, like, how's your desk set up? Like, do you have one screen, two screens? Some people feel really strongly about that. Like, I'm a two screen person. Yeah, me too. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, I forgot that was even a, a question. Um, and yeah, like going for walks or just like sometimes I just used to sit in rooms and like draw things on the whiteboard and that used to be really helpful. And yeah, that's the, if no one else does that, well, that's what you want to do. You know, yeah. Ask, ask for a treadmill, go on. The, the worst they could say is no. Exactly. Don't ask, don't get. And I think like that's another thing is, you know, sometimes I like one of the things I love the most about working remotely is if I've just been in back-to-back -back meetings, I can pop outside for 15 minutes and get fresh air. Like, it's, I know, like, that's then going to give me energy for the next two, three hours. Like, it's just about working out how do you make the most of your nine-to-five to get through what you need to get through and not be afraid to kind of just say, hey, this is how I prefer to do things, because you might not always get a yes, like with the treadmill. But I think the more that you understand yourself and that comes from stuff like strengths, it comes from stuff like understanding how you like feedback, it comes from understanding your own motivations, the more confident you come across when you're asking for some of these things as well. Like I think compared to when I graduated, I know myself a lot more than I did. Absolutely. And so, so we, you know, we've really taken on everyone on a bit of a journey of, you know, getting the role, getting, becoming more comfortable, asking for feedback, understanding what your strengths are. Let's say you do all of that and it still isn't going well. And this is a difficult question, but what, how does someone tell or, or start to think about, or, uh, or even decide, I'll make it more difficult. How, how do you actually decide when it's the right time to move on and leave the company? You know, if, if things aren't going well for you, not, not because of, a better opportunity elsewhere but like how do I decide actually 
this isn't the right environment for me. I need to now look for something else. I think there's a few different things. I think how I tend to look at it is like a seesaw. And so if I find like, if this is like what the company is doing, this is what I'm doing. Uh, sorry, that's left and right. Um, if I think about that, like if there's kind of a tip imbalance where, you know, we all have good days and we have bad days, but if every single day your energy is just like depleted and you know something is off or like you're just seeing lots of red flags, like I would always just check in with myself and think about like, what is it that I really want and can I get that here? And I think like, you know, a lot of the time people really worry about you know will I look really terrible if I want to change career paths and stuff like that or you know what about if I have gone into marketing and I've decided it's not for me and I would say the more that you like listen to yourself and reflect on what you want the more you kind of get better at protecting your own interests and thinking about like do you know what this isn't right for me and that's okay like it's okay to move on to other places it's okay to go and find a new adventure like think about those things that really really matter to you so whether it's like having a job where you can travel a lot or it's having a job where you can be remote or it's having a job where you know you're going to get a guaranteed um, like promotion in six months like think about what's important to you and use that to make the decision but the main thing I would say is don't feel guilty if you do come to that conclusion because I think people sometimes go through a lot of guilt with this sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, especially when, you know, you kind of buy into the company culture and you tell all your friends you work there and you sort of, um, in a big way, you start to attach your identity to the place you work. And so it feels like a really big deal to leave. But no, to, to your point, sometimes that's the right move and that's that's absolutely okay. And Sometimes there's a bit of stigma around how long you stay in places, but I kind of think that's a bit ridiculous. Like if it's not the right place for you, find that out in the first couple of months. You know, give it a bit of time to find out. But if you need to, then. Yeah, yeah and, and that's why, like, there's so many stats around, like, I think it's something like 30% of people leave within the first three to six months of a job because sometimes like you do just go somewhere and it's it's not the right fit and like that's okay and I think the most important thing to think about in all of that is like just think about how you leave because you know you can still have like a great network of people like say you've been somewhere for a year and a half two years and you've done an amazing job but you've just decided you want to do something new you can still keep all those people in your network and you never know your paths might cross with them again and you can still leave in a really positive way or even if you leave somewhere after a month or two because it just didn't work out for you that's feedback that a company needs to know because they need to know like did something not match and align but you're just going to go somewhere else and it will just be like another part of your life and things will move on and things will change and you'll look back on it and be happy hopefully with your decision and I think that's the most important thing to take comfort in as opposed to kind of I think a lot of the time people just really worry like you know like are they going to remember that I did this forever and stuff like that and things move on like it's just about making sure you do it in like a respectful way. Yeah yeah and and I think that's and we did have a bit of a chat about this but it's so important when you go from, you know, from education, whatever form of education that may be, into the corporate world for the first time, 
you're getting your first lesson on business and it's kind of like in business <laughs> you know the a company will think about itself first and you know in a big way as an employee you kind of you need to do the same you know and I think that's difficult for young people sometimes to actually think you and you realize this as you move through life in your career you sort of harden a little bit and you sort of realize but you need to think what's what's best for me as well you know this company has given me a lot of value but I'm giving the company a lot of value as well and so I think it's really really important to think about that yeah and I think it's about like knowing your own value and your own worth in all of these things and you know it's always worth having a conversation if you are at a point where you're thinking like oh I'm not too sure like reach out to someone like have a chat with your manager because there might be something going on behind the scenes that you don't know about or like they might be able to provide you with feedback that makes you stay but ultimately like I would say what I have learned in life is you should always make decisions based on like how you're feeling and for you and although like you know there's lots of other things to think about like don't put someone else's happiness before your own um, and don't don't feel bad about stuff like that like I want to kind of remove the guilt complex of it because you know like I'm not in the first job that I was in when I graduated you're not doing the first thing that you did when you graduated like I don't think it's expected where you join you'll be there until you're 75 it's just expected that you'll be there you'll do a great job you'll contribute and hopefully you'll stay for like a good few years and you'll progress but there's nothing there's no other expectation yeah none whatsoever none whatsoever and sometimes people go and come back like you know a bt or well telco sector for example people used to go from bt to vodafone to virgin and back and <laughs> And then so, they're like, oh, you know, I just prefer it here, so I'm coming back. Yeah, like that happens exactly, all the time. Yeah. And I think that's like what I mean in terms of just like think like leave in like leave in a positive way because like you might find that you leave somewhere and then your new boss joins like this amazing company and you're really interested in that company. Like keep your network open. One thousand percent. And uh, I know we haven't got too much of your time left, so there's a uh, but there's a few more things I wanted to to hit on. Um, so anyone anyone listening anyone listening who hasn't got the role and um, you know we've obviously got a bit of a culture now I'm not sure if this is a new thing for LinkedIn but you know you just see the post every day don't you I'm like oh I'm delighted to announce that I work here and this is like you see that all the time and you know people getting jobs in like consulting investment banking you know whatever and you know you're there you haven't you haven't got the, the role yet and um Maybe you're not sure if that's the right path for you, but everyone else is doing it. What What would you say to, to that person? Listen, I would say I feel for you. I've been there. I remember crying about not getting on grad schemes that I would have been so poorly fitted for. But I just I just had to, like I felt like I had to be on a grad scheme. I wasn't in the end. Um, but I think the most important thing to think about is what do you actually want because like some people really want to go and be like a banker um you know they want to go work in canary wharf and there's amazing perks to doing stuff like that but we all know that also means you'll work really long hours whereas you might want a job where like say one of my friends she works remotely all around the world she has the best time and she has a job where she can do that and that's the most important thing for her Whereas like if you're trying to save to buy a house, it's going to be about like money. Um, and so actually think about not what are your peers doing, but what do you want? Because as you progress over the next few years, you're all going to be in completely different stages. You're all going to be doing different things. And 
you need to think about like what do you want and also know that that's going to change like I think an analogy I use with other people before is like if you think about the Eurovision like song contest like scoreboard and when you get the new points coming in like something goes down a bit and that's kind of how I always think about it like what mattered to me five years ago probably matters less now but just focus on what you want as opposed to like what you think everyone else is doing because you've got to wake up in the morning and turn on your laptop so you need to do what's right for you I think that's such amazing advice and you know you've been mentoring you know some of our mentees in that community and you know they've just got just great feedback and, and one of the pieces of feedback is sort of you know feeling more comfortable in actually I want to do this instead you know I value you know you know well I speak kind of from my perspective I wanted to do something where I was having like an impact and I could kind of see it and it was giving me that intrinsic motivation and uh, I used to get UBS on this podcast at some point but when I, when I was <laughs> when I was graduated when I was doing economics everyone wanted these big like finance roles and I wanted the big finance roles so everyone else wanted them and they paid the most money and you know it's all that yeah. kind of thing but uh, you know got all the way to final interview and and, and I, luckily they could see that it wasn't right for me and uh you know they give me gave me a, a, a bit of a favor uh, but it's kind of like being okay with oh if you're not if your goal is not to just like climb the corporate ladder or you know make the most money then that's okay if you want to do something more creative but it's a little bit different from what your parents want you to do you know that I think that having that sort of comfort in actually this is the direction I want to go in my friends are all doing this that's okay as well I think a lot of things are just like okay I think that's like a big takeaway for me you know yeah. <laughs> like just don't put so much pressure on yourself because you know like there's just so many different routes that you could go down and there's so many different things and you know like if you think about the grad scheme that you apply for like again that's an example of you got feedback that very much in the moment you probably didn't want to hear but like that put you on a completely different path and it put you on a better path like now you're doing something where you get to like help loads of people and provide value and I think like you just have to look at it as if you get a knockback like it's course correcting you to where you want to be um and where you should be and yeah don't don't feel guilty like I think we all do this and I like I read a stat the other day I think it's something like 85% of people suffer with imposter syndrome at some point like you are not alone if you feel like you're out of your depth or you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing. Everyone feels like that. And so don't put like so much pressure on yourself. Just think about what would make you happy and what like what do you want to wake up in the morning and be like, I'm going to do this. 100%. And uh, well, and, and so, yeah, I think that is a really, really important theme of like, you know, actually, and it sounds like a bit of a cliche, but this is probably a cliche for a reason, you know, um, you know, it's OK if you feel like you want to do something different from everyone else, whether that's ways of working or the type of sector or whatever, then, you know, that's what's right for you. And a lot of we did chat about this as well. We chat about a lot of stuff, but um, <laughs> sometimes you don't really know what's right for you until you go out there and try it. So sometimes I think just pick, oh, I, I kind of want to I really want to go charity sector um, and you can try and do that and see. How does it feel? Do you like it? Is it right for you? Everyone else is working in investment banking, but you want to go work in the charity sector. You don't have to make that decision for the rest of your life. You can try it for a bit, get some feedback, and then if you want to, move on. So, yeah, that's kind of one of the big takeaways for, for me, definitely.
I agree. And I think, yeah, you can switch sectors, like lots of sectors like you to have experience in other sectors, like don't feel like if you make a decision that it's irreversible, because nearly every decision in the world is ir like reversible. So don't worry about that. Um, I know we're nearly at time, um, but I was just wondering, based like obviously you're kind of looking to expand your team and stuff at the moment. So based on everything that we've spoken about, what do you think that as like a manager you could do to maybe kind of like put some of these concerns um at bay for people no no I'm, i definitely want to hit on this because uh yeah selfishly i want to i want to know i want to be better um yeah what really stood out for me and i was actually making a few notes while we're on the while we're on the <laughs> podcast but like yeah i think i'm going to be be better by creating i think a better environment to um, to give feedback so I think one thing I haven't actually asked is you know to my team how how is your what is your best way to give feedback because I'm doing it what my way my style my my best way so I want to I want to find out from them you know um, whether they like it that way or you know whether it needs to be written whether it needs to be a call or whatever so that's something I'm definitely going to ask um, another thing is I think maybe and it goes back to the way to work and maybe being a bit clearer about the way I would like to work um, mm -hmm. And therefore, that is why I'm sort of approaching these things in these way. If that in this in these way in these ways, if that makes sense. So it's kind of like, for example, yeah, maybe first thing in the morning, I'm going to be focused on this. That's maybe why my answers are a bit short. Then you know, when I'm in a meeting and we're talking about something, I won't shut up. I'm talking about it forever. But <laughs> you know, in these hours, you know, if I'm being a little bit direct in my message or whatever, it's probably just because. I'm in between meetings or I'm trying to do deep work um, to go viral on LinkedIn or something like that, you know. <laughs> so I think that's that, you know, being upfront with, with that might might help. Um, but yeah, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. And what I also want to ask you about is this balance, and this is what I do find difficult, the balance of creating, and I think this is also just to tie in here with Gen Z, because I'm I'm sort of looking to I'm kind of hiring mostly around that age group because of what we're trying to do with our business, of course. Um, and so I think other employers listening to this are going to be thinking about this as well. For me, any advice on sort of developing this environment for people early on in their career to sort of develop and learn and grow? While also, you know, bottom line, we need to produce results in order to stay in business, to pay them more money and all sorts. So how yeah. do you try and balance those things? It's, yeah, I think it's difficult. I think the best thing that you can do either as a business or as a manager is just set someone up for success. So when you're onboarding new people, like set realistic expectations of by month one, you'll know this. By month two, you'll be handling this. By month three, you'll be doing that. Like kind of break it down so people aren't in that situation that we talked about earlier where you're assessing oh my god am I doing everything correctly I think that's important and I think the second point you made is really like it really spoke to me because um you know say for example my manager she will go into documents and she will type so many comments and she said to me the first time I sent her something just so you know the way in which I work is I have to just type out everything I'm thinking so don't get an email from me saying I've got 16 comments and panic that you've written something terrible. That's just like how I think. And I think the more that you can, as a manager, communicate how you work, 
and give people comfort and confidence I think that then generates like people feeling like they can do their best work and then I think the rest of it comes from setting realistic goals and also just finding out like what are people interested in like how do how how are you motivated like what kind of want like what makes you want to be pushed like and then on the other side when people have done great work how do you like to feel rewarded or recognized like how do I maintain that and I think a lot of it is just understanding people's preferences and how they want to work but also then just setting up stuff like you know say for example as a team you could just have an agreement of some of your core ways of working like you know if someone's presenting an idea everyone needs to give it full attention and give it at least one piece of feedback or something like that and just kind of develop a group way of working so you can be the most successful love it love it and uh okay last question for me and we'll we'll wrap and it'll be a quick fire round um (laughs) and I, i like this question so maybe i'm gonna make this a theme for how we end all the episodes but um in a Go ahead. Oh, no, gone. What would be what would be the one thing that you would you would tell younger MK in the context of uh, her career? Calm so if, down. You, if I give you a time machine, go back to the beginning. Calm down. Chill out. Down. Like just don't don't worry so much. Like I was so worried all the time that I wasn't doing like a great job and stuff like that. And I think about you know, like I've, I've been in my current job about nine, 10 months. And I think about how much easier I found joining here compared to when I first joined a job. And I remember going through like, oh my God, everyone else is on a grad scheme. I'm not, I don't have a job, like all of these things. And now I'm in a job I love. Like I took a career path that I wasn't a hundred percent sure I would take like when I graduated. And I think just trust that it all works out and trust that like, you're going to feel better and also you're going to do good things. I wish I'd just spent more time enjoying as opposed to just worrying. There we go. Worry a bit less, enjoy it a bit more. There we go. Let's leave it there.